you when you need to know what's happening, it's 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 time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason Lacanfora. Jason, how do the Ravens, who've been great defensively all year, try to stop this or at least slow it down? We know about the sack numbers. What do they do? Well, I mean, the reality is no one's really stopped Patrick Mahomes in the postseason. He has the highest passer rating in NFL playoff history. He's the first quarterback in NFL playoff history to go three straight playoff games without being sacked or turning the ball over. Um, It's not a great offensive line. They bleed a ton of pressure, but they're number one in the league in sack percentage because Mahomes knows when to run, when to scut it into the ground, right? When to throw it into the fifth row. Um, You're you're playing against a football genius. Uh, I do wonder, Baldy, I, I, do wonder if they and this I, the words are coming out of my mouth. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying them, but I wonder if they blitz him a little bit more than he's expecting. And we know Patrick Mahomes, you don't blitz him. It's all we've ever heard, right? And he's historically significant against the blitz this year. And I think because of those tackles, he he's only 16 in passer rating against the blitz. Like the blitz this year, like it, it's. It's made him mortal. 92.9 passer rating, only seven yards per attempt, six touchdowns, two interceptions. And and I bring this up because we've talked about the Ravens winning the Triple Crown, right? The first defense ever to lead the league in sacks, turnovers, and points against. Mm. They also damn near won the Triple Crown when they blitzed. When the Ravens blitzed this year, they're first in opposer quarterback rating, 65.9. First in opposer yards per attempt, 5.7. Second in opposing quarterback completion percentage, 54.8. Third in touchdown to interception ratio, five touchdowns to six interceptions. And and McDaniel, uh, McDaniel, McDonald's a little bit of a genius himself in when he does it and how he does it. I, I wonder if this will come down to can they stop the run? Not even stop it. Can they somewhat mitigate the run in their base defense with all those secondary pieces, all those, you know, the Hamiltons and all the sec and all the corners. Right, and only two linebackers on the field. And then when he blitzes, when he brings the five or six, the slop blitz with Millette, maybe the slop blitz with Marlon Humphrey. This can can they can they stop? Well, can, well, can they kill two drives, Baldy? Can they kill two drives with the blitz in this game? Well, they're going to blitz, Jason. They're they're going to. I mean, but the way they they actually blitz kind of conservatively. They're they're not afraid to bring Patrick Queen, but because of the way they match up zone behind him. Like, they're not going to just leave guys exposed where, okay, you blitz, this is where the ball is going. This is my read. This is my hot side adjust right here. That's not how Baltimore allows you to play. They'll throw a trap at you where you have to check it down. They'll go tackle the check down. But you saw what C.J. Stroud in the struggles he had last week. We all watched it. But I watched it against everybody except Matt Stafford this this year. And what Stafford did was – Stafford just has the ability to throw it to Nakua or to Cooper Cup. Like, they're just throwing it to a spot. And the Ravens can't defend that spot. And so you have to be very, very uh, accurate with the ball, and you got to know where you're going with it when it comes because it's going to come. They're going to bring Queen or Roquan or bring them both, drop one. I don't, I don't think it's going to change. And I know because this, this defense – 
Jason, is different than everybody else's they played against. And so I, I think they're not going to have any fear doing it. I'm glad you brought up the Rams game, though, because I have another question about that game. If you go back and watch that game, right, mm-hmm. the Rams came out, they got funky. They said, we're going we're gonna to do whatever we have to do to run the ball. They ran the ball like nine they straight ran times. The ball well. They ran the ball all the way down the field. And I talked to somebody on that staff afterwards, and I'm like, was that the plan and, and all along, and if so, why? And they were like, yeah, we were going to run McDonald out of the – we were going to run him into heavy personnel. We, right. we, we're going to force him to put the Broderick Washingtons of the world on the, on the field, right? We're going we're gonna to force him to take a couple of athletic guys off that field, bring in the beef, and then we're going to throw the ball on him. Like, and Andy Reid in the playoffs, 24% of the time he's in 13 personnel. 7% the regular season, right? 80 snaps all season long in 13. 30 the last two weeks. Like – so and we know they can throw out of it and they can run out of it, but I wonder if he comes out with a, a, a with a similar because the Rams are the one defense. You're right. That that I mean the one offense. They the Rams had them for four quarters. Yeah, like they just did. The, the Rams played great. Stop them. Let's yeah. Baldy. Let, let's talk about this aspect too. You just brought up Queen and and Roquan. They can run. This scrambling ability that we've seen with Patrick. There are very few linebackers in the league that can keep up. These guys can run. And, and you know, outside of what, the 49ers linebacking crew, these guys, I think, can maintain some contain, all right, when you talk about Patrick wanting to get out of the pocket and make those runs that we've seen that are just game changers, first downs, you know, he picks up 20 yards on a scramble and you don't expect it. I, I think that could play a huge role in this game. They can. It can. It's interesting because in a lot of places and a lot of teams that have been bounced out of this tournament so far, they de-emphasize the linebacker position. Dallas, Philadelphia, you could go on and on. But if you look at San Francisco and Baltimore, probably the two best defenses in football, they emphasize, first of all, the, the sets of linebackers, Greenlaw and Warner and Queen and Roquan, they never come off the field. So you you, you see all these defenses now, Carl, where they match up, they're, they're a dime, they're a nickel. Right. These, these guys, they never come off the field. They play every situation because, in large part, because of their speed, and because of their ability to play zone coverage, man, when they have to, but generally zone coverage, and then they rally to the ball. Their eyes are on the quarterback, and they rally no matter what you do, screen, uh, draws, all the stuff. They rally to the ball. And you see the speed shows up all the time. And they just flatten you. If you're trying to run these sweeps, they just flatten you to the sideline. To me, if you're looking at all these new coaches and all these new coordinators that are coming out, you should study San Francisco and Baltimore and the emphasis that they put in that position. Everybody and Jason can back us all up on all this because Baltimore's defense changed the day they traded for Roquan Smith. Yep. I mean, it literally changed the day he walked in the building. All the pieces fit all of a sudden, Bobby. Everything but, else around him. Well, they, 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 they put him, they gave him the green dot. He called the decent defenses. Patrick could just play and play fast and play in tandem. And Roquan wanted all the responsibility. Just the way Fred Warner, the day he got there in San Francisco as the third-round pick, he, he got the green dot. Like, he's running the defense. There's, there's no question who our leader is. And that's what Baltimore needed. Then they could do all these other things they do now. And it didn't matter if, you know, uh, Ronald Darby is playing corner or Marlon Humphrey is playing corner. It doesn't really matter. You know, we've seen Geno Smith. We've seen Kyle Hamilton. We've seen Marcus Williams. The guys playing in the second they're just playing the defense. Daryl Worley, we see Daryl Worley make big plays when he's had to play. Yeah. For this defense. <laughs> like, 
I'm not even Daryl Morley's been a nice player for the hurt all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Guys, uh, we got to talk about Lamar. We're talking about the AFC Championship game. It is in the huddle, guys. Jason Lock on four, Brian Baldinger, Carl Dukes with you as always here on our podcast. And we invite you to subscribe wherever you uh, find your podcast. <sighs> Big spot, right? Big spot. We know going into the playoffs, he needed to win the game last week. He did. He said this week, guys, you know, he doesn't like competing against Patrick Mahomes because he knows what he's got to compete against. But Lamar, this is the moment, right? I mean, this is where we thought he could be and in position to take his team to the Super Bowl. Does he overdo it in this moment? Does he try to do too much? Because he's been perfect, Jason, in how he's handled this. Well, I mean, look, it's it's human nature. Um, a lot more is asked of him than any other quarterback. Um, and this is uncharted territory. I I have no concerns really about his performance in this game. You know, I, I there may be some jitters early, but I think Lamar Jackson will have another um, huge game. I, I don't know, Baldy, about them pushing the ball downfield. Like I thought there were opportunities to do it against the Texans. They never really they never did it. They mm-hmm. attempted one pass play action under center the whole game. They attempted one pass that went over 20 yards in the air, 21 yards to bait, right? They had a 15-yard reception, a 19-yard reception, 21. The explosive plays came from Lamar's legs. The game-changing plays came from Lamar's legs. The bootleg on fourth and one, the two touchdown runs. Um, and then he had the moment of genius to to likely, right, boop, sell the hell out of the keeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and I think that's going to be similar. Like, I, I, you know, Spagnuolo's secondary, nobody's really got him. But you can run on him. And you can run on them a multitude of ways. You can run on them and spread with three wides and, the, and a light box. You you want to run with the fullback? They ain't so great against that either. And we'll see about Willie Gay, right? Like, I know, like, Willie Gay practice limited. Like, okay, even if Willie Gay plays, I, there's no way you're telling me Willie Gay is anything close to 100%, right? And that's the guy who would be spying Lamar. So I think the Ravens, I don't know that they're going to run for 150 yards in the second half like they did in this other game. Um but I, I think they're going to run the ball in a multitude of ways, and I think Lamar Jackson might run for 100 yards again. Carl, the question you asked is really the question. It's a great one. Does Lamar try to do too much? You know, because that's and, – and, and Jason's answer is that's human nature. Like, okay, this is my moment. I've got to go produce. And you just wonder if, if he thinks – he might think like that on today. We're taping this on Thursday morning. You might think like that on Thursday morning going out to practice. But I think when he gets into the – because he even said, like, he wasn't great in the first half. Baltimore right. wasn't great in the first half. Second half, they were electric, just electric. And I kind of feel like Lamar's just going to – he's going to feel the rhythm of the game, and he's going to do whatever's necessary. What impressed me last week was when Houston did blitz, they had an answer for the blitz. And not every quarterback, even if you have an answer, not every quarterback knows where to go with the ball as quickly and decisively and as accurately as Lamar did last week. It really impressed me because Houston, Domingo knows what he's doing. And he sent a variety of different blitzes, Petrie out of the safety or Christian Harris. And darn if Lamar just didn't know exactly where to go with the ball. And that's, I mean, we're talking about an evolution of a player. Like, there really was no defense for him last week. 
And Spags will have – he's going to blitz his corners. He's going to blitz his slots. He's going to get speed to Lamar. Okay, you can draw it up on paper. You can walk through it, you know, this week in Kansas City. Trying to defend Lamar right now looks like the hardest thing in the world to do. 